Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another truly amazing episode of the Vile Files Ask Nick edition. We have a really great episode for you, as always, I like to think, and uh, we so appreciate you guys tuning in to listen to us and to listen to our callers share their stories, and hopefully we're all learning a little bit. So whether you've been with us for a long time or you're new to this show, we uh, thank you and uh, keep telling your friends. We are really excited about growing this show to even bigger and better things. So if, uh, and it's all on you guys, you know, we really appreciate it. And we have you guys to thank. We have a jam packed week uh, this week. Uh, If you are currently watching The Bachelor, Bachelorette, uh, we will be back tonight for recapping episode two with the wonderful hysterical heather mcdonald who also hosts a date this episode so we'll get the inside scoop from heather and then on uh, wednesday a really great episode with a wonderful lady named tinks uh if you are on the old tiktok or instagram she's been making some waves this past year she is a insightful smart funny uh, person and uh, who likes to talk a lot about relationships with her audience and uh, it was a really great conversation and uh, you won't want to miss that so yeah thanks for choosing us and uh, yeah we got merch vilefiles.com check it out so anyway uh, let's get to our callers what's your time with Nick let's ask Nick your sexy questions what's your time with Nick how's it going hi um, Amanda 29 Hi, Amanda. How can I help? I am going through a divorce right now. I have two toddlers. Um, so that's fine. Like, we were together for a few years. Some things happened, and we've been over for a while now. Um, but one of my exes has reached out to me, and um, we had met, like, 10 years ago now, I think it was. And uh-huh. he was kind of just, like, always the person that I like went back to you know like if I was ever in trouble or ever needed anything or we kind of just like always found our way back to each other throughout the years but he would always say that he had commitment issues like he would pick fights and then leave and then come back um so I think that's kind of like what he's doing this time um when we started talking, he was like, you know, I regret uh, leaving and I should have known that you were the one when, 
you know, back then when, when we were together all those years on and off and he kind of like love bond me in the beginning. Um, and just said like, you were the one, like, I, I just need another chance. And then I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. And I was kind of pushing him away. Like, I don't really trust you. I don't really trust what you're saying. And then he pretty much just kept on with it. So I started to believe him. And once I started to like get invested into it, he started to pull away and he was just like, well, you know, cause we live a couple hours away from each other, like about three hours. So it's like a day trip, you know, to see each other. Um, and, uh, he was like, I can't really like see you. I can only see you like maybe every other weekend, maybe. And I can't really make plans. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm a single mom. Like, I need to know, you know, like, I need to know, are we doing this or are we not? Like, I need to plan ahead. Like, I need to get a babysitter for the kids and stuff. And um, so he's got me invested. And now it's just kind of like up in the air. Like, we're kind of just like, we start fighting with each other. It's kind of like a miscommunication. Um, And at this point... I'm kind of, he kind of just says like, you're too sensitive. You need too much attention. You're too needy because like, I want him to like text me and see how my day is going and, um, see me once a week. Like I wanted him to commit to seeing me one day a week and he couldn't do that. And then, so he'll tell me he's coming and so I'll get ready and everything. And then he just like, won't show up, but sometimes he will show up. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, what's your what's your question? <laughs> so I guess it's like at what what point do I just say like enough is enough, you know? And yeah. and how do you know that you're actually not the toxic one? You know, like he says I'm too needy and I need too much and I need too much attention and like maybe that's true like i have a like an anxious attachment style where i'm like and, wh- and you I think this why because you want to hang out with the person you're trying to date yeah that's like in his mind what he tells it's easy to convince me it's easy to convince yeah. me that's me and my fault my problem you know and i'm just too much i just need too much yeah i mean clearly obviously he's gaslighting you right and so you know gaslighting works and and I can't control him and he's not on this call, but I can tell you what you did wrong. You had 10 years of history with him and information. That's 10 years of actions against any words that he said. And you chose to believe his words over 10 years of actions. And I get it. You're going through a divorce. Divorce sucks. You're feeling alone, fear, you know, so it's nice to have a comforting person in your life, especially that, Within those 10 years of information you had, there's certainly plenty of good moments at him being there for you. So it served a need for you. And so out of convenience or fear or boredom or whatever it is, you chose to allow him in your life, knowing and ignoring the 10 years of information you had. And then, you know, you were just hesitant enough that, you know, you offered him this challenge of convincing you he had changed and, you know, whatever. You want to believe in him and you didn't necessarily do anything wrong. And eventually... You stopped listening to your gut more and more. And then you you said this one word, which is your problem, is that you said, now I'm invested, right? You didn't say, now I'm in love. You said, now I'm invested. And now you're trying to get a return on your investment. 
because a return on your investment would suggest that you're not crazy, that you're not the needy one, et cetera, et cetera. And so that returning your investment, your hope, you're trying to get in the form of validation for not listening to your gut, not listening and paying attention to his actions over his words, right? And you're being stubborn yeah. and not just walking away and trusting yourself and not being like, I don't, I, and now you're trying to figure out if you have some sort of attachment style disorder because he doesn't want to hang out with you ever. Right. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> while he might be gaslighting you and he might be doing some shitty things, you're more focused on being right and not accepting the decisions you made and, and not and, and, and checking your ego and saying, listen, I didn't follow my gut again. I got to cut my losses. And instead of just accepting that and realizing this is not about love, this is about getting a return on your investment. You are go. You're so willing to start believing his uh, gaslighting. You're starting to try to diagnose yourself with whatever other problems you have. Because, well, if if I have a problem, then that's something I can fix. And if I can fix it, then we can be together. Because I can control what I can control. And you're creating pro. You're allow. You're list, You're willing to listen to him because that'll allow you to control things that you can fix. You know, so yeah, it sucks when people gaslight us and that's not okay. But we as always have to take responsibility for the role that we play because you know, you're not crazy. You know, it's totally normal to want to hang out with people you want relationships with more than like once a week. You know, people will say like, you know, a relationship is two people communicating, two people compromising, two people empathizing with each other or, you know, a lot of people, and I've had this, you know, with family and friends were, you know, I, I might say, well, do you want a relationship with me? And they're like, well, yeah, but only if it's like, well, wait, that's huh? That's not a relationship. You know, I might, I, I might have to be mad at you. I might have to critique you or you might have to critique me. You know, there might be some difficult times in a relationship, but there is an understanding of, we want to be close. We want to listen and grow and, and learn from each other and spend time together. And that requires sometimes challenging moments and difficult times and difficult conversations. A relationship isn't, uh, I want you in my life to compliment me. That's not a relationship. That's having an, a, a compliment ready to go at a moment's notice. It's like, I have this person in my life because every time I try something new, they're like, you know, you're awesome. Thanks for, you're so brave. Uh, it's like, okay, well then you found someone who's willing to compliment you. That's not a relationship. Yeah, I think that, I think one pattern that I have is kind of like um, when I first start talking to someone, I, I see like two things that I really like about them and then I just kind of, even if they're not everything that I want them to be, I try to make them into someone that deserves me, even if they're not. Yeah, sure. I get that. So work on that, right? Be And, and, and you're going to have to do that alone, right? Are you still going yeah. through a divorce? Yeah. yeah. We, we filled out the paperwork and everything. It's just not filed. So allow yourself to grieve and process that. Because the fact that you're just like a little anxious and you want to, and I get it, you want to move on. You don't want to like live in the space of like feeling alone or, you know, I don't know if you, or feeling, I don't know how you feel about your divorce, but you would, it would make sense for you to feel a lot of different things. So allow yourself yeah. to process those feelings 
and then, you know, stop making lists about things that you want. Start making lists about things you think you deserve. And when you find it, you know, you, you know, they the phrase out there like, hire slow, fire fast. You know, I didn't make that yeah. up by the way, but it's it's. <laughs> but, and and people should do that with their relationships. Men should do it with women. Women should do it with men. Take time to get to know someone. And when you think you like them, take more time to validate those things that you like about them to see if it's something that they're just showing you just to get you to like them or if that's really who they are. Yeah, yeah I definitely have a problem with that. Like, I definitely just want to believe people are yeah. who they say they are. And But when they start you know, showing you, with someone. Yeah. when they start showing you that they're not, you need to accept that real quickly and start stop thinking yeah. of ways that you can convince yourself there's something wrong with you so that you can accept the thing that's wrong with them. Yeah, that's definitely what I do. And like I have a problem with like dating or talking to more than one person. Like even if I'm single, I have this like there's underlying nothing, guilt there's, about there's nothing it. wrong with that. Stop calling that a problem, right? There's nothing yeah. wrong with focusing on one person while you're getting to know them in dating. I mean, quite frankly, people make that mistake of like in a, in a, in a world where we have dating apps, we have so much access to people, and we could be talking right. to three or four people at a time. Your, your problem's not focusing on one person. Your problem is once you focus on someone, you just figure out a way to like them and you're, yes. you don't qualify them. So focus on them yeah. and then say, I don't know this person. Uh, here's what I want. Here's what I know what I deserve. And then here's what I know about them so far. And here's what I don't know about them so far. And there's a good chance that, you know, they might be trying to be their best self around me and don't be a cynic, but just like, let it take some time and investing in a relationship, even if it's a dating one for a couple months is okay. And you know, like people was like, well, I've invested two or three months. So like, I guess I have to like, well, I don't want to waste those two or three months. So then you date someone that you like, isn't right for you for 10 years. Like what, what is that? So be okay with, if you want to like go slow and focus on one person at a time, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. To just know when to fire fast. So you got the higher slow part kind of down. Well, not really, but like focus, you know, but f you need to know when to cut that, cut them off quickly when they start showing you who they really are. Yeah. And then, yeah, then, then you move on to someone like else. You start, and then you go back on yeah. the dating apps. You get to know someone, you try again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard for me. It's hard for me for some reason to just like let people go out of my life. Well, like, there's, there why. must be it, a part of it that you are feeling like a failure. And anytime yeah. you meet a guy that you had any type of excitement around and it doesn't work out, well, what does it have to say about me? Do I have a bad picker? Why don't they like me? But they're just one fucking guy that you started dating that you like something about him and he turned out not to be the person that of your dreams. So stop being so hard on yourself. Stop like accept the fact that dating is hard. Accept the fact that there are more people that you're not compatible with than you are compatible with. And it's really a challenge to figure out who they are and be grateful for the opportunity to keep meeting new people and try to get it right. You know, but the way you're going yeah. about it is, is having a, like a counter, like you're, you're afraid of wasting time. But all you're doing is things that are wasting more of your time. You're more going, time. you know. Yeah, exactly. It's a big waste of time to invest in someone who's giving you 10 years of information on who they are and believing 
them for two weeks when they beg. And then when they once again show you who they are, you're still considering sticking it around and trying to figure out what's wrong with you so that because you don't want to worry about, like it's you're worried about your investment. Cut your yeah. losses. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're so right. It's a- Anytime you say to yourself, oh, well, now I'm invested, leave. Yeah. Because you're not thinking about, well, yeah. now I'm in love. Now I, you know. Yeah. Once you can I say think, that out loud, I mean, yeah, you're at risk of investing a lot more and losing a lot more. Yeah, it's hard because because I've done this for so long, I've never really had a healthy relationship. How old are you I've again? I've always been with the wrong how, person. How old are you? I'm 29. 39? 29. 29? Tw- 29. 29. You're su- 29. super young. You know, I know <laughs> like, hey, it's the oldest you've ever been, so you feel old. But like, you know what? You've been yeah. realistically dating for 10 years. It's not that long, you know? Yeah. And I think that since I've been around so many failed relationships and toxic relationships, they just turned toxic because obviously I was picking somebody who was just not right for me and trying to like force them to be. And so now I almost feel like I don't really know how to have a healthy relationship. Like I have toxic habits now. Um, have you like, gone to therapy I need, to like, figure the it constant... out? Um, no. So then do that. You know, like you are, you're so down in your dumps about yourself, but there are a bunch of things that work for people that you haven't tried. So instead of being critical of yourself and what you failed or what you got wrong, be grateful for the opportunity to still get it right. Be grateful that you're only 29. Know that you haven't exhausted all your options of being a better version of yourself. It's great that you can recognize and take responsibility that some of the toxicity that has existed in your relationship is a result of your own behavior. Great, because a lot of people can't get there. So now do something about it, right? Go, go, go see a, a therapist and just, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist. It's a, uh, yeah, I do this shit. I want to figure it out. Why do I do this? And quite frankly, I listen to you. I mean, I'm sure this, I recommend therapy to anyone, but like, your problems from what you're telling me aren't so like unfixable. Like you, you have an ego is your biggest problem, right? That I can tell you have a hard time accepting failure. You see failure wrong. You see it as failure and not as an opportunity to get better. You're highly critical of yourself. You don't like losing. You don't like accepting things. These are very common problems that a lot of everyone has. So like, you're not a, you're not, without hope you're you know you're not without figuring yeah. it out you're not a lost cause so just just fucking do something about it and stop feeling sorry for yourself and, and stop yeah. investing more in bad investments all right all right well you're gonna be just fine but it's <laughs> the real you should feel really good about this because everything you're telling me is in all of your control you know like it's all, yeah. it's all on you. You're not waiting for anyone else. And now you're at a point where, well, what could I do better? And great. That's a great place to be. And there's a lot of things you can do. And that should make you feel good. Yeah. And bringing myself back to somebody who I may be comfortable around, but just obviously isn't the person that I should be with is not going to help me move forward. Well, yeah. Well, this is you're trying to find someone you're comfortable around so you don't have to worry about how uncomfortable you are with yourself. So get comfortable with yourself yeah. first. 
so that you don't require someone you're just used to to make you feel okay. Uh, and as far as this guy you're talking to, cut him out of your life like now. Never talk to him again, ever. Okay? okay. All right. Yeah. Best of luck. I'm going to. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Hey, it's uh, summertime. And uh, if you're like me, who's a new homeowner and wants to have the best lawn in the neighborhood, ask Sunday to help you out. Because you know what? Not all lawns are created equally and they're not in the same you know, environment. I live in L.A. My parents live in Wisconsin. Different climates, different types of rain. And uh, our, our grass needs different types of treatment. Sunday is more than just a lawn care product. It is a custom lawn care plan with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn, control your weeds, and remove pests. They like literally just kind of use the GPS of where you are and they send you like ready to go stuff to just, you know, attach it to a hose and spray. I mean, you can literally just give it's your magic. It's magic. It's super easy. There's no thought in it. And you're just going to have the best lawn possible. You'll look like the guy who does nothing but take care of his lawn. And all you're really doing, hosing <laughs> your lawn, essentially, for a few minutes. If you want the kick-ass uh, lawn that you've always wished for and that you can brag about to your dad, the one that he could never get, <laughs> let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Get Sunday.com slash V-I-A-L-L and get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout that's twenty dollars off your custom plan at getsunday.com slash v-i-a-l-l our mental health it can't be more important we talk so much about mental health uh, on this episode i'm often recommending people you know get therapy work through their problems and better help is here to help right it can be a little scary to get therapy you know who do you go to where you know how, how do you get it well you go to betterhelp.com you'll take a, a quick assessment Whatever you're dealing with, whether it's anxiety, stress, money problems, relationship problems, just someone to talk to. They'll uh, assess your needs, assign you to one of their many talented healthcare, mental health care professionals. You know, you can use more than one. You can try different people out until you find the right fit. So many people are using BetterHelp and it's helping them. My friends have used it. Uh, many people, our audience have used it. Over 1 million people have taken charge of their mental health with BetterHelp and you can too. Help get the therapy and mental health help that you've so been craving. Visit BetterHelp.com slash VileFiles. That's V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. Uh, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and VileFile listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash VileFiles. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Sierra. Hi, Sierra. How old are you? 34. All right. How can I help? Well, uh, where do I begin? Wherever I... you want. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, let's see. I'm from California originally. I okay. uh, moved across the country when I was 21, 34. So I've been over here 13 years. I moved here for my high school sweetheart, and then he ended up just bouncing after a year. So I stayed out here and just went to school, dated a bunch of people. I had this roommate that met um, this DJ that she started dating. And then I was introduced to his DJ friend who, be, who ended up being my neighbor. So we were neighbors for like 10 years and, um, he is a hoarder. <laughs> so as friends, you know, I would try to help him clean his house and he dated other people and I was dating other people, but we had this like whole friendship or I'd come over and help him clean his house. Sounds crazy. 
but um, we started dating five years into that. And we're now we're at the point where we're like, okay, I'm going to move in or I'm not going to move in or we're going to get our own place or something. But how do I, you know, um, navigate this whole new, I don't know. Did you just, you just start, you just started dating. No, we've been dating five years. You've been dating for five years. Okay. Yes. And you've known each other for 10 years. Yes. And now you're deciding whether you want to move in with them. Exactly. And you haven't decided yet. You're still deciding. Well, I can't move in. Like there's boxes everywhere. There's t-shirts and projects everywhere. So, like, so it's, it's legit. Like this is not like he, Oh, like he's a hoarder. He keeps like all his jeans. Like he's a legit, it's a, he's an extreme case. Like, it could be on it's a TV show. Better. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> just, I, I'm just curious, like, yeah. Other than that, great guy. Just like, I don't know. I'm not saying great a hoarder guy, isn't, yeah. but like, so, yeah, kind of gross. The hoarding thing as <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we have things in our relationship that like I have been testing just him and ways basically like um he's been remodeling his house through all of his hoarding so there's like half a floor in the living room and then there's just stuff everywhere and then there's a bathroom that's finished but the vanity isn't on the wall so i asked him you know hey can you put the vanity on the wall so i can get ready in the mornings and be like more comfortable staying in his room or staying in his house and he has yet to put it up and it's been like months. Does he know just, he's like, a hoarder? Yeah. I mean, he, he knows and he is so like stubborn about who comes over his house to like do work. And I don't know. He's, he's stubborn on who like comes over and, and what was him. your, what was your hope in testing him? I mean, I just, I think personally when anyone says yeah. I tested them is you're already, you're already off on the wrong foot. Like it's a relationship, not a, not a, uh, not a class. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess what I'm saying, if, if, if he is this bad, right. in the way you describe, then there's probably some sort of psychological issue that he might need to work through. I don't, I don't know much about, I don't know much about hoarding, but if, you know, right. there's, there's a difference between like, I don't like throwing things away um, <laughs> to like having so much stuff that there is no living space for normal people and it's getting gross and disgusting and yeah you know and I think there's like definitely it's not like it's gross and disgusting it's more like stuff that he hoards like first it was records so he has a whole room full of records and art then it was t-shirts so you walk in his house and there's t-shirts hanging from like the everywhere there's just t-shirts everywhere so I don't know. It's just like it goes I, from one thing to the next. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> so I don't see how you can move in with this guy unless you develop his same taste uh, <laughs> in, in hoarding. Um, yeah, it's not right? a, it's it's this is not something. And he's how old? 39. Yeah. So. This is not like, hey, hey, guess what, guys? I'm into hoarding. And then, you know, <laughs> six months later, he's like, hey, remember that weird time I just like 
collected you know like it's not a phase you know and so this is something that he does or is going through does he think it's a problem he knows it's a problem for yeah, you, because, like, it's not does he know it? Does, does do you? No. Does he know it's a problem for him, or does he think it's yeah. a problem for other people? Oh, everything. There's a lot of stress behind it because it, he definitely knows it's a problem for himself. But his friends do make comments about him. Does he go to up. therapy? Does he? Uh, no, he does not go to therapy. Okay, so I think yeah. that's something. If Huge. this is a person that you are considering moving in with then this should be a person that you can have tough conversations with. It should be. And sometimes oh, that sometimes that tough conversation, especially if they're able to acknowledge they have a problem. And again, you don't even have to have a fucking problem to go to therapy. I mean, you can just have like, <laughs> I have problems and I like to work through them with a therapist. You know, he has a very yeah. specific thing where he can be like, hey, I do this shit. It's affecting my relationships. And I want to help identify why I am driven to do this. Right. So totally testing him about like asking him, like, I'm going to see if he's going to throw <laughs> this out today or hang this up. That's not going to, that's not going to get him really to stop. Did. Yeah. He needs to figure yeah. out why he's doing it. What's causing him to do this. What's the root of this. I don't even know what it is. Is it anxiety or is it a way how he's, it's a coping mechanism of some sort of stress. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's some sort of attachment or detachment style that he has or doesn't have. Right. Like I, I'm not in a position to diagnose him, but I, I (laughs) I'm confident in saying that, uh, this problem won't be solved with, um, without him wanting to change that problem. Neither of you can hope it goes away and he wants you to move in with him. Yeah, he does. But it's like a more of a waiting game because I don't really see any like actions on his end to. And have you like I go over there and I I do help him. Like I sell all his clothes on Poshmark. I pick up rooms. I clean his bathroom. And more stuff shows up. It shows up. Yeah. And it just piles on top of it. And have you said to him, listen, I love you. I, I. I think you're great. I want to move in with you too, but I, I just simply can't live like this. And yeah, and we have had that conversation. And then what have you guys said to try to do something about it? I mean, it's all just talk mostly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I want to be better. I want to do these things that make me better. Well, um, I'm sure you can understand and like, yeah, great. I want to, you know? I want to gain five pounds. I want to lose five pounds. You have to, you can't wish it. So if you want to gain uh, yeah. weight, you change your diet have and lift more weight. So if you want to lose weight, yeah, you, you do something about it. And that might require a trainer or maybe some sort of dietitian person. And maybe you have poor eating habits and <laughs> you have a bad relationship with food. I don't know. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, you just say, listen, I love you. I really want to move in with you, but it's not going to happen until something changes and you can't want to change. You just have to figure out, have you considered maybe like clearly this is a psychological mm-hmm. thing. You know, totally. Yeah. And you suggest yeah, like therapy. Yeah. And if he doesn't want, yeah. if, if he refuses to get therapy, refuses to do anything about it, then you're going to eventually have going to have to decide is, can, is this going to work out, work out or because uh, ever get to that level without being, I feel confident in saying it's never going to, it's never going to just change. 
without him yeah. doing something about it. And that something is probably going to require some sort of therapy. Right. Basically, I just I just want to help him, you know, whether yeah, it's, it's not, we're you're together not a, or you're not. You're not a therapist and and you don't have the tools. And like, for example, like, you know, if I were part of your friend group, I could like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a very specific yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. And try to understand his relationships with his, you know, it could be a childhood thing. It could be some sort of trauma. There's a whole TV show on hoarders. I, there's clearly some <laughs> S experts. Have I you done it. any reading about like what causes a hoarder uh, to be a hoarder? I, I haven't watched the show. I just I, know it exists. Yeah, I guess. No, I guess I haven't. I mean, I know it's always, you know, something deeper yeah. Well, I mean, surface level. again, it's not your job to change him. It's your job no. as a girlfriend to support him and, and, and not judge him and, and try to give them him the support system for him to do the work. But if you I mean, yeah. if you're going to date this guy, I would learn about what mm -hmm. it means. I, I, there must be some information out there. And I'm assuming a lot of people listen to this podcast. Someone probably knows and maybe they'll reach out. But Google it, like uh, find out and start there. Again, not your job. I wouldn't Google it and start yeah. and then all of a sudden be like, all right, well, I have a plan on how to fix you. <laughs> but I think that might help you empathize, totally. right? It'll stop you from, yeah. you know, as you say, testing him and do these right. things that aren't, aren't going to, all those things they're going to do are make you both stressed out with each other. It'll create different right. problems. I'm trying not to be resentful. Yeah. If I can just jump in. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm on Nick's team. Hi. And I, one of my best friends growing up, um, she grew up with parents who lived in a house that, yeah, it was like they were hoarders. And I think one of the things that was toughest for her was that it was so soaked in shame. She had so much shame about the state of her house constantly. Mm -hmm. And so I think all hoarders, like we know, like even if you're messy, like that's viewed as like, okay, you're a dirtier person. Like we value organization and cleanliness in society. So there's a lot of shame that's associated with it. So I would just say it's really important that you advocate for your needs in this relationship. But when you're trying to draw those boundaries, I think maybe just be super mindful of the language you're using and making sure you're framing it as a, hey, Hey, um, I need this in order to feel comfortable in this space and not any of the mm -hmm. like you're this is gross this is like disgusting like just making sure yeah. you're keeping it really sort of like practical about the things like your needs as right. opposed to totally. his morality yeah that's great but yeah. you're gonna have to decide for yourself you've been in this relationship for five years now you've been in this relationship for ten mm -hmm. years now it's been romantic and while that's, yeah. if you are going to stay in the relationship, yes, that's good to not make your partner feel shame for whatever ailments and struggles they have, but it's not totally. your husband. It's not your parent. And you just have to decide, is this person willing to do something about it? Because while you don't want to shame them, you know, mm -hmm. you, you also have the right to not accept this behavior and if you want to be in a relationship and you want to live with your partner they're going to have to yeah. change and do something about it but i agree with a man in the sense it does you absolutely no good to stay in this relationship not learn about it not have him do anything and just ridicule him the whole time like that's not going to do anyone any mm -hmm. good or shame him yeah. or you know no, just I, I feel roll like your I eyes yeah and, and things like that want to i want to be the helpful person here and positive and you know i don't shame him for what he does um but i just want to help him help himself i guess <laughs> yeah uh and yes telling him that you believe in him telling him that you love him are all good things but you do have to hold him accountable as your girlfriend 
You know, if you don't want to be his girlfriend, mm-hmm. then it's not your problem. But if you do, and he says, I want to change, and you say, all right, well, what are we as a team going to try to do this about? Because like wishing it is not going to make it happen. And yes, you should be able to suggest mm-hmm. therapy. Uh, yeah. And, and maybe you doing yourself some research and educating yourself will help you. Uh, I, there must be some information out there of how to communicate you know, like an intervention, so to speak. How, like, how, how do you do that? But, um, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely the next steps is just, um, uh, communicating that I, I want to do something more about it rather than just, like you said, waiting for it to just, I don't know, figure itself it's a, out. It's, a, it's, it's just, it's good news that he wants you to move in. Because yeah. he wants something for, and that might be a catalyst and motivation for him to actually do something about it. Because if he didn't want you to move in, he wouldn't necessarily have a reason to change, right? So mm-hmm. that, this could be definitely an opportunity, but it, it's he has to show you how much he wants it. And uh, um, I think that's what, yeah, definitely. So. All no, right, it's yeah. Well, thanks for calling. Very interesting. We have never we've never <laughs> talked about hoarders before, but I know I never heard hoarders on your podcast, and I was like, oh, I wonder your thoughts. You know, because yeah, well, I, I don't know much about hoarders. I, you know, obviously this is something that he needs to work through, and he has the right to not change if he doesn't want to, and mm-hmm. you shouldn't shame him. But you have a right to not be in a relationship where you would be expected to live in an environment that you don't feel comfortable in. Right. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. (laughs) But it's been 10 years. It's been five years as a, you know, as you know, nothing is going to just change by wanting it to not be. I just feel like I've put in what I can completely. And I feel like, um, like it's obviously bigger than me. I I can't be the only one trying to help him. Yeah, I mean, you know, get it, through this. So I mean, again, there could be like an intervention of people, but it comes down to him. Does he want mm-hmm. to get better? Is does he think this is affecting his relationships? And does he yeah. care enough to change? So for sure, you, uh, you know, criticizing him or helping him isn't changing him because that's just in some ways enabling him because there's nothing he's yet he has yet to lose anything of value as a result of this thing he's doing or you might not even be criticizing him or shaming him you might just be saying things that are reminiscent of other stuff and so he's hearing it in that way yeah but either way i'm still like at this point he just needs to decide whether like because this is not like how do i cope with a hoarder he you just need to you want to see real change and you have a right to do that. Awesome. Yeah. It's hard to give, like, I don't want to give up on him. Even if our relationship doesn't work out, I still want to see him obviously. Yeah. Uh, well, I, if I think, you know. Unfor- you know, I get that you love him, you're in a relationship, but it's best for yourself and quite honestly, best for him. If, if this relationship doesn't work out that he loses you, it might be the mm-hmm. one thing that helps him you know, put, put things into perspective and you know, it's the dream to still have the people you care about in your lives that the romantic relationship doesn't come out, but like you can, you can waste a lot of years. He's not, you know, you don't want to like lose him as a boyfriend, but make him your project. <laughs> right. So, yeah. 
Yeah, but the good news is totally. The good news mm-hmm. is you have yet to actually do what I'm suggesting, and that is really set some boundaries and say, "I want to move in with you too." Let's figure out a way to make this possible. Let's look at our options. Let's not just hope things change. Let's actually try to do this. And I'm here to support you and I'm here to work through this with you. But I, I need to see results because I can't, we, we can't and mm-hmm. I can't. So like, it's up to you, but he's got to want to do it for himself. I completely agree. All Thank right. you for that. Definitely. Okay. Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck. Let us know uh, how it goes. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Bye bye. You too. Bye. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name is Amy, and I am 33 years old. How can I help Amy? Uh, so, uh, in watching all of your podcasts, I have learned a lot about my relationship. Um, I had no idea this was happening, but um, you introduced me to the topic of gaslighting. Okay. And um, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure that's probably what my husband does to me every time we have an argument. I'm sorry. Um, He constantly is telling me how I am too sensitive, how I'm supposed to be feeling. Um, He is always telling me that I need to feel a certain way and I should not feel the way I do. Unfortunately, uh, when we had my son two and a half years ago, I suffered from really bad postpartum anxiety. I'm sorry. Um, So I changed as a person and he struggles to understand that. Um, I was a pretty carefree person before I had him, but having a kid makes you stressed out. (laughs) And um, so he's just all of our arguments now lead to him telling me exactly how I should be feeling and how I'm acting crazy. So I am trying to figure out how to talk to him about it and without making him angry or without having it happen all over again when we're in the conversation. Yeah. It's a a struggle. Have you guys, have you thought about couples therapy so I brought that up to him um, about a year ago, and he said, we don't need that. We should be able to figure it out on our own. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But it's been a year. Sounds like it's still a problem. Have you since been to him like, all right, remember that time I suggested couples therapy, and you said we could do it on our own? Well, we haven't. So how about we go to couples therapy? I mean, you're being obviously. Uh, but but yeah, the the point stands. Um yeah, it's hard for me to like you know tell you this because you know, my advice really would be for him in the sense that like you know what I would tell him if he were here is that you got to stop telling your wife how she should feel because no one can tell you how to feel. Yeah, people can feel whatever they want. You know, we live in a obviously this on a time where people have all these feelings and and a lot you know. We want to be respected for our feelings and we want to feel validated for our feelings. And you might, your feelings, you know, right? For example, he can't tell you how to feel, but he can feel a certain way about how how you handle your feelings, right? And as a married couple, you guys have to figure out how to respectfully allow your partner to feel and then work through those feelings together so you can both get to a place where you feel positive things, you know? Um, Yeah. Like a really great example is 
like last night, actually. <laughs> um, he wants to have another kid. I don't. Um, so it's a constant topic of conversation. And he's trying to tell me that I'll feel regret and I'll feel upset that I don't have another kid when I'm old. And <laughs> I don't think that I would feel that way. It must, you must so, get really mad. Yeah. I mean, also, like, he's he can't predict the future and he's projecting what he wants and then telling you how to feel. And yeah, I mean, um, I think you need to do like my advice to you more than anything is you stand your ground on the things that how you feel, right? If you feel that the you guys really need couples therapy and you're not a therapist and, and, you know what he's saying is wrong and you know what he's saying is hurting your feelings and it's upsetting you, but you don't necessarily know how to speak to him in a way where he understands or listens to you, then all you can do is insist that you guys get help because you haven't been able to do it on your own. And the fact that he wants a kid, I guess you could use to your advantage in the sense that he wants something from you. So yes. you, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I, I wouldn't lie or anything. Just be like right now I, for, I have a lot of reasons why I don't feel how you feel. And minus you wanting a kid and me not being ready. I just right now, this is how I feel around you. And you might think I'm crazy and you might call me names, but I can't help how I feel any more than you can help how you feel about me. So we need to get to a better place of respecting each other's feelings and then communicating in a way because I struggled a lot having our first child and you're asking a lot of me to have the second and I can't even fathom or comprehend, forgetting about what you think I'm gonna regret or not regret. Like I can't have a pregnancy and raise another child with the relationship I have with you. If it's all my fault, as you suggest it might be, then I'm still going to need us to go to therapy so we can learn that together. Not me go to therapy on my own just so a, pair, a therapist can tell you you're right and I'm wrong. But like, you know, he's asking something from you. So you have the right to ask something from him. And that is getting third party help, getting a therapist, a couples therapist, a counselor, someone who has, who works with couples in these types of problems. Um, and I mean, honestly, that's really my, that's the only advice I have for you is to really just insist. And, and, and if he keeps saying no, well, then, then you have to start considering you, you know, because you, according to you, right. And I'm, I can't talk to him. You're wanting to get help for the both of you is you seem to be the only one interested in the relationship getting better. And he seems to be interested in getting what he wants, both as a second child and having his wife act a certain way and not responding a certain way or not getting mad about things. He doesn't think you should be mad about. He doesn't like, he doesn't have to necessarily, I mean, he should try to understand, but he doesn't have to understand for you to be justified to feel a certain way yeah and uh, I mean you can have him call in and I could I, I'll, I'll tell him this so I don't know if he'll listen but um, yeah I bet I, th- I think you just have to it's great that you suggested a year ago but you gave up on it and that's what you should not do yeah. you should yeah re- revisit that conversation the fact that you have a few things going for you 
and the year that he said you could do it on your own hasn't. And what exactly has he done to suggest nothing? It's like you haven't done it. We're clearly and then just say, like, maybe we're just too stubborn to do it on our own. You know, a lot of people get couples therapy, but I'm not having another kid with you regardless. Even if I wanted a kid, I don't want it with you. I mean, maybe try to say that. And like, I don't think we should have another kid until we figure us out. I mean, I can't. Yeah. I flat out told him, I'm like, our relationship can't handle another child. Like, yeah. And I would like, I would love our relationship to be able to handle another child, but I need you to compromise a little bit. Like the fact that you are unwilling to even consider therapy with me suggests that is a clear evidence that you are unwilling to compromise. And every relationship requires compromise. I'm not just a vessel for you to like, impregnate so that you can have more children like i need a relationship i want someone to communicate who i can like share my feelings to you have to make couples therapy priority number one and don't really engage in any other arguments and discussions with him other than that and everything he wants to argue about you revert back to i would really love to work through this with you in couples therapy because I am exhausted of trying to do this on our own. And quite frankly, I don't think we're really trying. I think we're both trying to just be right and get what we want. So the more, the more you can make it about you guys without, you know, whether you feel like it's all his fault or not, but like make it about the, the relationship so that he doesn't feel defensive. But either way, you just have to really stand your ground when it comes to therapy. And that's all you can yeah. really, really do or, or yeah, leave, like or leave them. I feel like that's the like the last straw. If if he won't commit to that, I'm not going to continue being treated this way. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just saying this. I truly believe it that I felt like awful about our relationship, and I wasn't really sure why did I get married to be treated this way. Um, I've never been married before. It's the only time I've been sure. married. Yeah. And in listening to your your podcast and your information, it made me realize that I'm not the only person out there feeling like this, and that unfortunately other women get treated the same way yeah so it's unfortunate and you know men can be treated this way too you know like we have a lot of hopes and dreams when it comes to marriage and we have a lot of great no one gets married with the expectation i mean that people like yeah i know marriage is hard and then but you still like get married with the idea that this person is going to be patient and kind and you know you probably even at your wedding, you know, had read that passage. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is this. And it's just <laughs> like, well, what the fuck is this bullshit? You know, but yeah. Um, once you've acknowledged that, you know, and that's the thing. It's really, you know, a lot of people, in your, and I'm glad you said that because a lot of people in your position will be like, I never thought this would happen to me. I never thought I would be in this position. So get over that. And just accept that you are, and that sucks, right? But you, the, once you accept that, you, you know, now you can do something about it. You can insist on therapy, or as a young woman, you can leave, and that sucks. And and obviously, it sounds like you really want to fight hard for this relationship. But you're right; you don't deserve it. It's torture. It's a form of torture being in a, in a toxic or abusive relationship where someone's constantly shaming you for how you feel, and then telling you that you have to change and they're unwilling to make any compromises whatsoever. And, and then all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, also, by the way, I want to get knock you up again. Yeah. You know, what the fuck is that? So, um, yeah, try to ins- just insist on therapy and, uh, stand your ground and absolutely refuse to be treated that way, you know? And, um, 
you'll you'll and that will at least help you growing your confidence uh, in terms of allowing you if you have to leave then then so be it but you will do it knowing that you tried yeah and he won't he won't uh, give up because he's Catholic <laughs> and uh, you only get married once and you don't get divorced and that's how he feels but that doesn't mean that I have to stay in a relationship at yeah all. you're not you're you're not his property he doesn't own you he can do whatever the fuck he wants but you have the right to leave and if that's what he wants then he needs to do something about it all right well I'm sorry you're going through this that sucks um, but uh, just stay strong and um, you have some options and um, the good news is, is he does want something from you right now. <laughs> it's a great way to convince him to try to get therapy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I have another kid, but this is the way it is right now. And I guess I can hold that over his head. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, but you know, you don't want to hold it over his head. But you know, for someone, you're if he wants something from you, you want something from him. And I absolutely, if it's like, hey, I want to get pregnant. Uh, you know, we went into a therapy once, but like, yes, things that I'm, well, I'm miserable. You make me miserable. You scare me. You, you, uh, this is how I feel. And even if I am crazy, then I need you to go to therapy with me so we can figure out if it's I'm crazy or if you're a fucking dick. So let's figure it out together. <laughs> you know, so, all right. Well, best of luck. I'm sorry you're going through this. All right. All right. Thank you all so right. much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. How's it going? How's it going, Nick? Good. What's your name? My name's Ethan. How old are you? And uh, I'm 19. All right. How can I help? All right. So um, I'm an ex-Mormon. I was born into it. Um, and then when I was about 14, my dad left. And then a few years later, my whole family left. Okay. Including myself. All right. And so I'm going into my second year of college. And... Um, Obviously, you know, I've been raised by uh, traditional Christian values, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I uh, my gut instinct is to look at sex, you know, and dating and that kind of thing as something that, you know, is kind of more for like a long term relationship. Sure. As opposed to just, you know, casual sex and hooking up and that kind of thing. So, you know, I kind of told myself that that was what I was going to do, of course, until I met a girl. And then things get real, right? Yeah. And then reality slaps you in the face. So, you know, I meet this girl. I uh, We hit it off, like, immediately, right? I take her on a few dates. Um, a few weeks later, you know, the elephant in the room is, are we going to hook up, right? I mean, that's sure. the elephant in the room. And so I just played it safe. And I said, well, I'm really not looking for anything casual. And I just, uh, I'm really only going to do that kind of thing if you're willing to commit to me, right? And um, so I basically scared her away because we haven't talked since. So I, I scared her away. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, I'm asking you for your advice on like whether it's worth keeping this mindset or I just ought to like let this stuff go. Well, I guess, you know, I'm not here to tell anyone, you know, when they should have sex or if they should or shouldn't have sex, you know, regardless of the fact that you left the Mormon church, um, right. You still have your values, right. And, and like, you're a young man, right. So you're, you're still figuring out life and, and your and for yourself. So let's just, right. let's just figure out like how you should approach things depending on what you want. So like in this situation, um, 
you started dating this girl, you go on a date, things, you know, escalate. And at this point, when you said something to her, how long were you dating for? Uh, well, things got kind of heavy about two weeks in. Two weeks in, right? So, yeah. And so I think a lot of people can relate to the story. I think, you know, you know, we have a lot of women listen to this podcast, and I think the stereotype is more women women might relate to you and feel this way because regardless mm -hmm. of, um, you know, religious backgrounds or whatever, um, you know, men and women are both kind of participating in hookup hook culture, but what right. I find a lot in this podcast is um, it might not necessarily, they might not be saying, oh, well, I want to wait for marriage, but they do want to wait for an established emotional connection, right? They don't right. necessarily just want to like, you know, have sex with some guy a couple weeks in and have him be like, all right, well, thanks for the sex. Bye. Right. Right. And so, um, and we've been talking a lot about this lately. Well, how do we go about, how do you go about participating in hookup culture and avoiding disappointment? Right. And right. personally, I think if what I, you know, hookup culture is for me, any sex that you're going to have with someone without an established emotional connection, like a real foundation. And I personally think that that takes a really long time. Now, regardless if you want to wait till marriage or if you want to wait till, uh, you know, and, and labels don't mean an established emotional connection. Right. And I think that's where you made the mistake. Anyone can say, I'll be your boyfriend or I'll be your girlfriend and then right. have the sex only to realize, I don't know if I like this person. And then they have the right to break up with you a couple of weeks later. And that's where that disappointment comes in. Right. People right. get bogged down in relationships. So it's like, well, he, he or she said they would, they would commit to me. And then, you know, as you get to know each other. Right. So, if you want to avoid disappointment emotionally, you should wait to have sex, right? And it takes a long time to get to know someone. Right. You know, like not weeks, not even months, you know, sometimes it can take, you know, a really long time. And as you know, when you're 19 and you got two 19 year olds, you're still figuring yourself out, right? You're still getting to know Absolutely. yourself. You got school. Right. I'm sure she is, right? And that's, I think, the challenge a lot of young people are facing is simultaneously trying to get to know themselves while dating and you're all horned up and, you, you know, you, you, you're all you're attracted to each other and, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to figure it out. So it can get complicated for someone like yourself who is not only grappling with that challenge that everyone in your kind of age group or, you know, that in their twenties might be grappling with, but also just deciding for yourself, what does sex mean to you? Right? right. So I think the mistake you made in this situation is you wanted to put a label on it for yourself, right? Because you know, you're still as a young man, you know, you, yeah, sure. You left the church, but if you're to grow up, I, you know, I grew up very Catholic, right. You know, a lot of similarities in terms of like when it comes to sex and shame and, and things like that. Right. Right. And so my, you know, if I, my guess is that, you know, you're still grappling with that. And so you've decided, okay, well, I might not be waiting for marriage, but sex still means something to me. So I still at least need a commitment from someone. So you've been dating this girl for two weeks and you like her and you're like, well, I'm going to need you to be my girlfriend, you know, so <laughs> right. we can have sex. Right. And, and, and I get the motives behind it, but I think as I'm, as I'm talking, you even hear how maybe how silly that might be in kind of yeah. practicality, right? Because right. you don't know her. She doesn't know you. You're still getting to know each other. So 
now I'm not saying you need to have sex right away, but maybe a better, like if you decide that you still want to establish emotional connection, at least you don't want to like hook up without any assurances because there are no assurances, right? Especially in the first right. couple of weeks or months. You could say, hey, listen, like I really like you. I really want to keep getting to know you. Um, you know, sex does mean something to me right now. I'm not saying, I'm not really saying anything. I know labels don't really hold a lot of weight because you can come and go, but I would, I, I want to get to know you. I, mean, I don't really know a lot about you. We, we clearly have a great connection. I like, ah, I get excited to see you. I'm physically attracted to you. I love everything I've learned so far, but I don't know. Like, I'd rather just take it a little slower. And, and, and it's not going to work for everyone, but like, I, I, think, I think a lot of women, uh, if you say it like that, will respond well to you, right? And because okay. yeah. that's going to be a much better approach of, I need you to be my girlfriend to have sex with me. It's like, uh, right. uh, okay, yeah. like that doesn't change anything. And in fact, it almost, and I know you didn't mean it that way. It almost sounds, well, it sounds a little nuts when you say it. So like, like I, I need you to sign here almost, so to speak. Yeah, it's, it's kind of just, it's kind of just like validation to do, to have sex. Yeah. And for you, right. you know, you grappling with this kind of, you know, religious past uh, and I get where it comes from. Right. But just understand it really doesn't mean anything for someone to call you their girlfriend what you're trying to to right. is establish this connection this bond right and men you know you haven't had sex yet so you know we've talked a lot about this on the podcast in terms of like men's bodies and women's bodies and you know it's not um you know it's not black and white but you know the average woman tends to release you know uh, oxytocin, which bonds them to men, you know, after sex and, and men seem to release more testosterone, which sometimes gives them this ability to feel a little bit more disconnected to their partners. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is why you right. find a lot of guys, you know, well, like, oh, I'm really excited about her and I really like her. And then they have sex without the emotional connection. And then it's like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about her. Right. Right. And it's, it, it's going to take a really long time to build the type of emotional connection for a lot of men and even women to, um, to really say, okay, well, I, I, you know, I still want to date, right? Because if you have right. sex too early, then your feelings will be more around the sex that you have. Well, what did you think about the sex? Was it fun? It will, it will complicate people's feelings and it will complicate both men and women's feelings, right? It might complicate right. them differently. And that's why you're going to get a lot of disappointment with people. So um, now as far as you in terms of like what you should do or should you just dismiss this like, you know, should I just start having sex and with a bunch of people? That's right. for you to decide. And my advice to you is like, don't let anyone influence your decision myself movie society your friends like you are only 19 right and you have a right. lot of time to figure this out and and we've you know regardless of and i think the pp the mistake people make in hookup culture is sometimes forgetting just how powerful and awesome sex is and right. it, it still will come with consequences regardless if you think god's going to come down and until you're going to burn in hell, right? Like consequences right. could be, again, it could be as simple as being really disappointed uh, afterwards because you have this heightened expectation and, and your expectations doesn't meet your reality and your feelings change. It, it, it could come in the form of an unplanned pregnancy. And then what do you do there? It could be an STD. It could be a lot of things, right? So like 
you know, cat, you know, I, I think you can, I, I'm, I've participated plenty in hookup culture, but casual sex, I don't like the word because casual implies like, eh, it's not really, it's what's casual, whatever. And casual or not, like, uh, I think people should respect sex and, and the power of sex. And if they want to participate in hookup culture and, you know, I've thrown some things out on TikTok and people, it creates a lot of opinions, but my whole, my whole thing is, if you're going to participate in it, you got to be realistic about your expectations, right? Yeah. And so if you're going to have right. sex for the first couple months, men or women is like, I just don't think, I don't think it's very practical uh, to have much expectations around sex other than people's safety and just having a good time with sex. Because, you know, after a couple months, what do you really know about someone? You know, right. You know, right. six months, you're still people and it's even harder for someone in your position because as you get to know someone, they're constantly changing and you're constantly going to be changing. So you might not, you might've gotten to know them in the first couple months, but then this girl you're dating takes a class and meets a group of friends and that influences her decisions and her choices and not necessarily for the worse, but just different. And then she evolves right. and becomes a different person. And while She's done nothing wrong, but other than attach some interests that she likes, but maybe it doesn't vibe with your interests. And then you guys decide, hey, it was a good run. You know, and one person breaks up with the other and there's some heartbreak there. And so that's where the challenge right. comes in of, of people feeling disappointed because they have attached sex as a way to solidify this emotional connection that they've built over the course of four weeks or nine weeks, right? And then all of a sudden things change. Someone leaves the relationship and they're just like, well, fuck you. And you, you used me and I, you told me you loved me and we had sex to solidify that. And then the other person's just like, I mean, feelings change, man. You know, I don't, what yeah. do, I didn't know. I didn't know. And so, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think, um, decide for yourself, take your time, right? Like, um, and whenever you do have that, you know, uh, just kind of process those emotions, but um, you have plenty of time. I mean, I, I could sit there and tell you like, hey, I used to be Catholic and I used to feel real guilty and I used to have a lot of shame, especially the first time I lost my virginity. And then pretty much every time I had sex, you know, uh, with someone new, I would always feel shame and guilt and, and, you know, that Catholic guilt or Mormon guilt, regardless if you're in the church or not, can stick with you. Right. Yeah, and right. eventually you'll just you, you as you mature, you know, people are different, but you're just you you get better at processing those feelings. And that that can take time, you know, um, right. and just know that you'll you'll work through that. But until then, don't let anyone uh, you're, there are going to be plenty of women who are in love that you are waiting. Right. And then you're doing it for yourself. And then when you decide okay. to participate in, in sex in a relationship, even if you get a girl, even if you are dating for four months and she's like, I love you. And you're like, I love you. Let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. Just re realize feelings can change both ways. And it's, you guys right. are still young and figuring yourself out. So it's good not to apply so much pressure on sex, knowing that like, Hey, there's, there's, there, there are no guarantees and all this sex, whether you're dating, whether you hook up on the first night or, or you date someone for three months or like, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. In my opinion, I think that's all part of hookup culture. 
And I don't, you know, and my opinion is I don't think there's anything wrong with hookup culture. You just have to be realistic about your expectations and what you expect to get out of sex without right. having a real strong foundation and emotional connection. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really like set in reality. Like I, I know that reality is not exactly what I want it to be. So yeah. I know that, you know, disappointment and, you know, catching feelings and all that stuff. I know it's all at play, right? Yeah. So I just, I know what to expect. Um, and it is easier for me as a guy just because I'm wired a bit differently, like you were saying, than a woman. And it is easier for me to just participate in hookup culture, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I mean, the, not, you know, the gen, you know, generally speaking, maybe, but like, who knows? Some men are, you know, might be a little bit more emotional and sensitive than the some women out there. There, there are. I've met a lot of women who are, you know, I'm just like, wow, you're, you're like my guy friends, you know. And so everyone's different, right? right? So it's, um, I, I just think, yeah, just. Um, I mean, also, like, you just enjoy this, man, right? Like, ah, you you know, like, there's a part of me yeah. that's like, fuck, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that again. And there's a part of me that's kind of like, right. man, what, an, what a fun adventure Ethan's about to experience when it comes to, like, meeting women, deciding to have sex for the first time. You know, what I would, if if I would, if I were you, like, I'd make a lot of woman, women friends right now, right? And, okay. I, and platonic friendships. And I would right. ask them, you know, uh, what their experiences are with men. Um, mm -hmm. what, what, you know, how, what do they like? What do they dislike? And I'm not even talking about intimacy, intimacy specifically, you know, but I think a lot of young men make the mistake of not having conversations with women, uh, about their interests right. and distance. You're going to a lot, more, you're going to a lot, learn a lot more from your women friends than from your bros. I mean, your bros don't know shit just like, you know, right. or, or <laughs> right. porn or whatever. And so, right. Ask them about, you know, what they like and how they like a guy to approach them if they do like a guy to approach them, you know. And if you are comfortable enough with a female friend, ask them about intimacy and what they like and dislike and ask them uh, how they felt with, if they got disappointed from a guy. And so just focus on building these relationships with people now and see where those relationships go and cultivate. And if I were you, that's what I would focus on right now is just a lot of platonic friendships that include women friends and if you happen to meet a girl that you like and and you things escalate and she brings up sex just say and you're st you know let's say you're just still a virgin and you haven't had sex mm -hmm. sure yeah don't demand a label but just say like i i would i, I i'm a virgin just put it out there own it and oh, yeah, I own it. I own it. yeah and um i kind of haven't really figured out when i'm gonna have sex for right. the first time it's not a religious choice anymore but it does still mean something to me. So I don't want to just have sex with anyone. You right. Know? Uh, there's a good right. bet. And I say this to a lot of women. Uh, it, your first will just, the most memorable thing about your first will just be that it's your first. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it'll be weird and awkward right. and it won't, you know, it just most likely just be your first. And that's, that's okay. Right. You know, just be safe and, and be respectful. And, and, um, and, and and try to enjoy the ups and downs. Yeah, I agree. I guess another thing I would say is that I know I would love to, you know, make lady friends. Um, but I'm like physically kind of intimidating. Like I'm six one and 190 pounds of muscle. Congratulations. And so it's going to be a I lot easier like, for you. <laughs> I know, I know, but I kind of like scare people away if you know what I mean. Like, so 
the girls that do kind of like approach me or show interest in me are, you know, they, it's kind of more on a sec in a sexual way. Right. Yeah. Give it, give it time. Right. Like, you know, good news for you is that like, yeah, I'll, you're a good looking guy. You're tall. You know, like women are going to be interested in you, but you're, you're still going right. to be able to make women friends. Right. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, that's it, making friends with anyone can be challenging and just set certain boundaries. Like, trust me, you can friend zone women. You'll, you'll get good at it. Um, and then you just okay. don't entertain sex. You're just like, Hey, we're just friends. Ask them about guys they like, you know, um, yeah. and make it very clear. Um, and you know, just prior, you know, and this is going to take time to, to build friends and, and have friends, but, and if you meet a girl, right. And then it is a romantic relationship. Don't be afraid to ask her questions. You know, if right. let's say if she's not a virgin, just be like, I don't know. I've never fucking done this thing before. So if you've never done anything, ask them questions. I think a lot of men make the mistake of, you know, wanting to feel macho and they're supposed to know what they're doing. So they don't want to yeah. ask, well, I'll right. show you baby that I'm a, just, a, you know, ask, ask your girlfriends, even if you, if they're, if it's someone you're interested in again, what they like, what they're interested in, what have, what has their experiences have been with other young men that they've dated that they liked or that they didn't like, you know, and, and don't be so jealous that you can't, Oh, I can't imagine you with another guy. It's like, come on, you know, it's, um, yeah. right. And you, I promise if you do that and you ask a lot of questions, you will be much better for it. Um, uh, and, and your relationships with women overall. All right. That was great advice. And, uh, I really need to hear all that. So thank you. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Best of luck. Take your time, uh, be easy on yourself and just don't set, don't try to be rushed to label things just for the sake of, uh, avoiding yeah. any, you know, religious guilt. Yeah. That's my biggest takeaway. So thank you for that. All right, buddy. Best of luck. Take care. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. I did it. I crushed it again. Um, you did can't, crush can't it. Thank our uh, callers enough, as always. Um, not always easy to do, but uh, they all seem to be happy with the conversations we had. So thank them. Thank you. Don't forget to send in your questions because we need your questions to have this show and uh, submit them to asknickcastmedia.com. Cast with a K. And make sure to follow us. Uh, follow me on TikTok, which is basically our podcast for the show. Vile Files, Instagram, so on and so forth. Remember, a bachelor recap tonight with Heather McDonald's and Tinks on Wednesday. As always, we appreciate you choosing us. Subscribe, tell your friends. We'll see you tomorrow.